time to down your unders. Down your unders. The Frontline Gaming Network brings to you Art of War. Down Under. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode three of the Art of War Down Under podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We are joined this episode lovingly by Mr. Liam Hackett. Say hello, mate. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Uh, so those of you guys who don't know uh, Liam, Liam is a former WTC player for Australia. He's also on the current team as well. For those of you who haven't heard of this gentleman, he's the guy who made Meganobs good or famous. I don't know if they were ever good, but he made he made them work and he made them well known. He was he was that guy. Um, <laughs> on top of that, for Team Australia last year, he went five and zero. So it was six and zero. Apologies, six and zero in our in our team last year. So definitely uh, a man who's able to perform on the world stage and a gentleman of quite. Um, a gentleman of renown, especially um, down under. So, do tell us a little bit about yourself. Gee, I, I better speak like a true gentleman after that introduction. That's uh, that's thanks for that, Adam. Um, so, Please don't. I'm, I, like, I, I need, <laughs> I need, a, I need a, a foil here. No, go for it. <laughs> so, uh, I'm a 40k player from Brisbane. I've been playing competitively for a number of years now on um, Team Queensland and Team Australia. Uh, I'm a doctor by trade uh, when I'm not rolling dice. Um, and I play pretty much every un- army under the sun. Um, I'm here today with a different hat on. I re- am representing the Normal Blokes podcast, uh, a podcast dedicated to improving the competitive 40k experience. You can find us on Spotify and iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts, really. Uh, and we tend to have some pretty laid back content, review some codexes and lists, have a bit of chat about um, how to make competitive 40k better. Yeah, so check it out if you're interested. They are a, a beautiful uh, bunch of blokes from Queensland who've. Uh, Really taken up the mantle for Australian 40k content, and they've been consistently putting out podcasts for the last two years, give or take. I think we're uh, about 60 episodes in, uh, which is pretty intense, to be honest. I feel like it wasn't too long ago that I joined, um, and now mm. we're all the way up to 60 episodes. Wild. Yeah, well, I remember Denise and uh, Luke coming up to me at uh, CanCon when I was playing my silly Bane Blades and high fiving <laughs> me about gaming against the grain, which is the very first podcast I ever did, the very first content I ever put out. And then uh, they started their own podcast. I dropped off, they kept going. So, yeah, fantastic. And uh, I really love giving um, some time to the other Australian content creators because even though this is Art of War Down Under, um, we are not here exclusively for Australians. But if I can support other Australians, I will. I feel like that's a, a role I want to take. And it's certainly these gentlemen who've had me on their show and, and scratched my back. But to the meat and potatoes, to the real meat and potatoes of today, we're talking about a really obscure little little faction, little nitbit uh, that I don't think people have given a lot of credence to. And that is Creations of Bile. From, I live uh, in the obscurity. Or, I live in it. You, you, you are a man of mystery. <laughs> the shadow, Liam Hackett. Um, this is from uh, Psyche Wrecking War of the Spiders. Creations of Bile. And while people will have uh, seen this or maybe looked over it, maybe not given it much interest, Liam, you've you've been crushing with this, haven't you? Uh, I have. Um, I only started playing it uh, pretty recently, actually, because what I did is uh, I'm one of the many fools who ordered a billion Indominus models. Um, so I managed <laughs> to get my hands from a, a box splitter. I got uh, 60 of those Assault Intercessors. And I played Marines for a little bit, and I was like, mm, this isn't really me. Uh, look, I, my hat goes out to everyone who plays Marines and plays them well, but it's just not for me. So I wanted to see what else I could do. And as a bit of a meme, I put a Creations of Bile list on the table, and then uh, I'm now 9-0 and playing practice games with this army, which is you know nothing to you know really raise your hat off to, but it, it, I think it's got serious power. Really happy to talk about it. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, there's, a, there's plenty of content out there for literally every faction. So I wanted to touch on one that doesn't get a lot of lot of attention. And Liam was, was perfect man for the job. So we're going to, 
I'll tell you a little bit about what we're going to be talking about. So there is this is the usual two part. The first part we're going to be going line by line through the creations of Bar from the Psychic Awakening. And don't worry, there's not that much. There's literally three pages of content for this. But in saying that, the depth that this adds to the existing codex, that being Chaos Space Marines, is quite significant. So there is quite a bit of meat on the bone here. Um, so in part one, we'll be doing that. We'll also be following that up with a bit of uh, points talk. So talking about how the points for these. Um, the ones you want to take with Creations of Bile, how they sit, if they're benefiting or they're a bit at a loss going into ninth edition. And then in part two, we'll be putting this stuff into practice. We'll be going over the list that Liam's been running, what he's been winning with, the secondaries he takes, how he plays it, does he want to go first or second, where he spends his CP, all the nitty-gritty nuanced bits to make it go and make it good and the reasons why he thinks it's it's powerful. But um, but starting off with the start, so the Creations of Bile, why? Firstly, I think the first question is why. <laughs> <laughs> So look, I feel like the, the the why is it's like so why did you know GW do this in general? Well, I mean Fabius Bile has been in the CSM Codex for time immemorial. Uh, so has mm. Cipher, and Cipher got yep. the Fallen, and they got their own Legion trait. They now have a thing. But Fabius Bile has always sort of sat on his own. He's not part of yeah. the Empress Children, so they actually needed. Uh, I feel like to make that book complete, they needed to round it out with who's Fabius Bile fighting with and why, and they gave them the the Creations of Bile Legion and Creations of Bile acts exactly like an additional legion when you replace the keyword legion with alpha legion black legion yeah. etc it counts as a legion um, and for reasons beyond me it doesn't count as a renegade chapter uh, which means you can use some certain things we'll touch on later on yeah it makes it it's, it's kind of a not quite of a step down whereas renegades was seen as a bit of a step down from the standard like big name chapters this is kind of a sidestep um so for being creations of bile you, you get like a chapter trait as, as, mm-hmm, as an ill mm-hmm. of what of what anyone gets, what Black Legion gets with that. Um, and they get plus one strength and plus one movement. Is that correct? That is. And it, like all the CSM um, chapter tactics, we're not as, uh, you know, we're not as well off as our loyalist brethren. And so you get uh, the Legion Legion trait on the infantry, the bikers, and the Helbert models only. So not your vehicles, Rough. Uh, yeah. not your flyers, stuff like that. You know, just the infantry, Helberts, and bikers. Because mm, actually, this could get a bit more significant when we talk about things like uh, demon engines and things of that ilk. Because, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, plus one movement, especially on some of the speedier demon engines, would be quite exciting. Um, and you, you could have used that in conjunction with some other interesting stuff, say the specialist attachments. But no, now that we know that those aren't transitioning over to ninth edition, um, I think, uh, yeah, it, it is quite saucy. So, what did you see there that you that you liked, or was that not the buy-in for you? Uh, it, it started as the buy-in because I think there's a, a big jump obviously between strength four and strength five and even between strength five yeah. and strength six in the current meta with a lot of like t5 models but also the plus one movement just when you have essentially all of your army moving seven that actually bides over to some characters now one of the reasons why seven inches matters quite a lot is you'll notice uh, and this is actually a really big deal you'll kind of notice that a lot of the missions at the moment are kind of geared towards if you move six you're just off this objective um and i've yeah. actually kind of found that seven inches uh, with an average advance, seems to be just that little bit extra more that you need. So I started reading uh, reading these uh, rules pretty much from that. Nice. Okay. So we'll, let's jump over to Fabulous Bill. Old Fabio, uh, Vigo the Carpathian, whatever you want to call him. For big, big old Fabio. Yeah, that guy. Um, so just reading every stat line, we're just going to go through this this data sheet pretty quickly. His stat lines is, is actually pretty unre- unremarkable. It's not even as good as a, a Chaos Lord. Uh, movement 6, uh, weapon skill 2+, blitz skill 3+, strength 4, toughness 4, 5 wounds, 4 attacks, leadership 9, and a 3-plus save. Um, he comes with a, a, a Zyklos Needler. Is that how you say that? 
I don't know. I, I've, X, been, I've been calling XY, it the Ziggly Bigly, but I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that works. Uh, uh, the surgeon <laughs> erotic torment fragment crack grenades and be copied by up to one surgeon acolyte, and the acolytes are clear with uh, acolytes. Yeah, uh, so a Zyklos Needler um, is 18-inch pistol 3, strength 2, minus 2, 2 damage. Always wins on a 2+, unless it's a vehicle like Titanic. It's actually a pretty good pistol. Especially at 18-inch range, man. Like, it, it, it's not me. No, it's 18 inch. It's actually a pretty good damage. It's actually a really good pistol. Always wins on a 2+, plus, minus 2, 2 damage, 3 shots. That's actually kind of good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, in all intents and purposes, that's a in, in a lot of ways, that is a... Minus one rend, a three-shot plasma pistol, isn't it? Because you're winning on two pluses, e.g., echoing um, strength eight against toughness four. And it, it's um, actually, um, it, it's very, very similar to a, a marine relic called Lament for our Raven Guard. That's a three-shot sniper. Oh, yeah. That's a strength four, but gets plus one to wound against characters and stuff. And it just seems to like have a similar profile with two, mm. two damage. Um, so you know, this is um, this is, I guess. It, it's not going to, you know, win your games, but having a little character sitting back 18 inches, blowing up one or two Primaris Marines a turn is, is not a joke. No, it's not bad. Uh, next up, Rod of Torment. This is his melee, or one of his melee weapons. Uh, strength plus one, minus one D3 damage. Uh, when resolving attack made with this weapon against a vehicle, it has damage of one. So it's better against uh, non-vehicle units. It's yeah, the same as yeah. his, um, his shooting weapon, but it's pretty unremarkable, so we'll move on. Uh, surgeon, uh, then we've got the Surgeon. So this is strength four minus two one damage. He gets three additional attacks in combat with that weapon. That's his um his harness, yeah, his pokey pokey bits. Yeah, it, it's called the Churiurgeon. It's the same thing that hurts you and heals him. He stitches himself up. Why did I call it? I called it the surgeon, didn't I? Yeah, I think it's called the Churiurgeon or something like that. Yeah. Fair enough. Someone will someone will tell us which one it is. <laughs> well, actually, no. Nah. But uh, um. Uh, yes, those are his three weapons. They're the surgeon's, uh, the uh, sorry, the surgeon acolyte's tools. Uh, strength user minus one, one damage, and he's strength three, toughness four, one, one attack, one wound. Pretty unremarkable yeah. there. Um, you want to jump into his first? If you got it open, if you want to jump into his first um, special rule, apart from death of the false emperor. Yeah. So, are we talking here about the uh, his upgrades for people? Yes. So another. So yeah, he's got a D three enhancement. So jump certainly into that does. Now. So he kind of does like experimental enhancements. Uh, what it does is at the end of your movement phase, uh, you pick a unit that is wholly within six of bile. So it can be hard for bigger units, but still doable. And then you roll on a D three table. Um, your options there are the one is plus one strength, two is plus one toughness, and three is plus one attack, I believe. Um, so they're all, in, they're all good. They're, they're all good, especially, I think, in an edition where Melee's king, and I'm sure we'll talk about that more mm. later. Uh, the main thing that's really, really important to note is that the Surgeon Acolyte uh, allows you to plus or minus one from that D3 roll. And the reason why that's important is, of course, the two option in that D3 is plus one toughness. So that means if plus yeah. one toughness is what you're chasing, you have a 100% chance of giving plus mm. one toughness to an entire Heretic Astartes unit. The downside of this yeah, ability is when you... Yeah, the downside of this ability is when you do it, you roll one dice, and on a roll of a one, a model is slain. So really, a one in six chance of killing one model is not that big a deal. Um, and it used to be so much worse. It used to be you roll the dice for every model. So this is a huge model, step yeah. up from what it used to be. But So I guess that would depend what the model is. Like if the model was a, a single chaos space marine or a possessed or something that ilk, you wouldn't care. But if it's a terminator or an obliterator or something that ilk, and you roll a one, you're like, oh, there's like 80 points. Yeah. Yeah, so I think you have to obviously. Um, I think there's benefits. Ironically, horde units or bigger model count yeah. units more, which like, is ironic, especially considering it's harder to get that many models within six of him. But it's not undoable. Yeah, the the holy within six does make it a bit awkward, doesn't it? 
It, it certainly limits what you can do, but obviously um, there's some combos. I mean, Chaos Space Marines are renowned for having warp time, which is double move. So you can always have That's a true. conservative move around Bile in your movement phase, do this upgrade, then and then out. warp time later. Yep, which is exactly yeah, what I yeah. want to talk about a bit later. Um, all right, now he also has a, the Chiurgeon or whatever his, his backpack thing is called. Um, he has a 5-plus uh, Fino Pain, essentially, on top of that, and he regains D3 lost wounds. So he's, he heals himself for D3... Um, at the start of each of your turns, and he has a five plus on his uh, five wounds. So across across the course of a game, you could really regen this guy quite significantly. Although he has no invuln, um, so and he only has a three, he only has a three plus save. So he is quite vulnerable if he does get exposed. Uh, so you could just punch him down pretty reliably in one turn. But look, he's he's eighty five points, and I think his his points have gone up by is it five in the new chapter approved. Let me just double check that. He now costs yeah he now costs ninety points. He's gone up five points. I think yeah. it's a bargain if you build around him. I mean, 95 points if you count the little Surge and Acolyte as well, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which, again, makes him an absolute bargain, especially considering the utility you get out of him. In terms of pure mileage across your army, if you're talking, oh, I don't know, over the course of the game, you upgrade 30 Space Marines, not that hard to do, uh, with plus one toughness. That, like, mm-hmm. I think that pays 90 points for itself, uh, let alone yeah, when it gets so. even, even more extreme when you do 40, 50, 60 Marines. It gets more insane. So, question for you. So... Mm-hmm. Does uh, Creations of Bile have access to every everything in the Chaos Space Marine Codex? E. So, you could uh, take you, you could take non cult space uh, Plague Marines, things of that ilk. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, they have access e. to every unit that CSM do, apart from the unique characters. Yep. So, e.g., you could go Toughness Six Plague Marines. You could stack you could, Toughness oh, Six Plague Marines. You could do Toughness Six Plague Marines. You could do Toughness Six. I don't know Obliterators if you really want to risk that uh, mm-hmm. that uh, one, yeah. that one to die. You could do Toughness Six. A lot of things. That does it does open up a lot of interesting things. Chaos spawn are they infantry? No, they are beasts, aren't they? So yeah, you couldn't do it. I think it is an infantry model. Yeah, they are. But also, I mean, you're talking toughness five corn berserkers if you really want. Yes, you can do toughness five. Whatever yes. the fuck you like. <laughs> Jumping onto the relics of bile. Now this this is hilarious. I love this. Over the so this is the first lines of this. Over the millennia, fabulous bile has amassed countless arcane treasures and twisted weapons. There are three of them. Count them. It's not countless. There are three. Sorry, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, first one is Helm of All Seeing, which is essentially the Helm of the Third Eye from T Suns, isn't it? Um, yeah, uh, no, n- not quite. It's for your CP, not um your opponent. Yeah, not the, it's, it's the inverse. Yeah, but it's essentially buckles out to the same deal. Whilst a model with this relic is on the battlefield, you can roll one d six for each command point you spend uh, on a stratagem. On a five plus, it's refunded. Um, it doesn't have a clause there saying it's only one, like a lot of other ones have. But we know that's still going to be a case um, from the GT pack, I believe, or is it in the chapter approved? Either either. One or is the this other. One you take? I know it's one CP per battle round. Mm, is this one you take? Uh, yeah, it's essentially the only one that's really, I think, worth mentioning. Uh, primarily because yeah. of all of his uh, countless relics, this is the only one that really gets some utility in the game. Cause, <laughs> I, cause love, I, I love it. says countless, and then it says three. There's like just yeah, three oh, oh, look, I mean, GW you know, maybe can't count to four, so that might be very close to countless. Oof. But look, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. But, you know, the um, the other relics being the hypergrowth bolts, which is essentially um, a relic that means when you shoot a bolt weapon, a character can choose to shoot one shot and that shot always wounds on a two against a separate vehicles, and that's a damage characteristic of four. That would be really sick at shooting characters, except it still doesn't have an AP, and it still can't actually shoot mm. characters. So that is essentially completely worthless. And the final one is essentially a suit of armor that gives you um, a plus one to your saving throws, which would yep. only really be doesn't. relevant 
if it affected involves and it's if it and it does it says it doesn't affect involves yeah exactly exactly so i mean mm. this would really only be relevant on the demon prince but anything that's killing a demon prince is largely reducing you to your invo save anyway and it doesn't affect your invo save so really the cp1 is the only one you want to take so the hypergrowth bolts just in touching that if if so just reading this between the lines because uh, the bolt pistol or bolt gun or combi bolter uh, that model's equipped with when the model with this relic shoots that weapon you can choose to, to fire a hyper, hyper growth bolt if you do you can make only make one attack with that weapon but that attack always wins on a two plus unless the target's vehicle has damage so you're saying you wouldn't use if you had a if you had a combi bolter because the combi bolters have no ap you're saying you wouldn't get any rend attached to that attack because you have to use yeah Unf- unfortunately Is that what you're saying yeah, yeah. That, that's fair. I mean, this would make a hell of a lot of sense in something like Raven Guard or um, any Space Marines when they have the Doctrines attaching to no oh, matter what man. weapon you're using. If the, Marines had this relic, that would get mileage, <laughs> yeah. especially when you can put it on a character who can just shoot other characters. But this is on a yeah. dude you know, who can't know Chaos Space Marine stuff. Like, they don't have snipers. It's not a thing. Yeah, so a you thing. can't really get the mileage you need out of this relic. Wouldn't take it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't even sneeze at it. Agreed. The Living Carapace one, yeah, like going to a 2-plus save on a Demon Prince or even a Chaos Lord in some circumstances is is not a bad idea. It's not a bad thing. Um, but the, the fact is there there are better options for relics for those guys, especially from other books, things like Death Guard getting the 2-plus the from the, um, the, the suffering uh, plate. It's just it's just uh, just a better version of this. Um, oh, yeah. So cool. you're saying the only one you've ever taken, only one you'll ever consider is the Helm? So far, yep. And I have seen no reason to change that assessment. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, we're covering we're covering ground pretty good. There's only like four pages in this, and we're already into the strategies. Yeah, there's and there's, there's only, not much to talk about. The, uh, the deep dive will take longer, I reckon. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. When we break down where you get where you get that and how you start making this go is um is going to be a big deal. Um. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven stratagems, and they're all one CP stratagems, which I find is pretty interesting. It's kind of been a theme for the Psychic Awakenings that a lot of the stratagem mileage has gone down. Well, stratagem usage has gone down, but the things you can get done has gone up. So the first one's Venomous Claws. Uh, use one CP, like I just said, they're all one CP. Why did I say that again? Uh, use a stratagem <laughs> for five phase when you select a creation of bar unit, excluding Chaos Cultists, and you'll hear this a lot. Um, to fight with in the, until the end of that phase when resolving an attack made with a close combat weapon profile by a model in that unit and a modified hit roll of six automatically scores a hit and a wound. So essentially you function like Scarabs do now. Every six is an automatic wound. I think uh, Primaris Marines get this uh, for two CP as a gene wrought might or is it uh, one I think CP? It's but one. they get something of a similar. One, yeah. yeah, something of a similar ill. So for one CP in combat, you can auto wound on sixes. Makes things a lot more versatile when you've got uh, strength four, again, going into toughness seven, toughness eight, toughness five even. Uh, it makes a bit of a big deal. Do you use, is this one you use often? Uh, I've never used it. Never even used it, to be honest. Never used it. I, well, big, he, I think you've alluded to a couple of reasons why to me, because a lot of the things you're taking, especially the reason this, I feel like this doesn't make as much sense, is because you've got plus one strength of being creations of bile. So you, you don't need this against toughness five things because you're already winning but, them on fours but also you don't need as it you against... touched on yeah i mean as you touched on the creations of vile get all the stratagems from codex care space marines if i want to get auto wounds on hits to six right i'm going to just use vets which gives me vets, essentially just better wounds right like it's just going to yeah. work out mathematically better exactly right and the veterans of the long war how much it's, i'm just going to say now veterans of the long war has, has been the best like single cp strat for almost for most of the edition and it's still one of the best in the game. I think it's that that strategy has had so much longevity. It's insane. Uh, absolutely, uh, and I, I think you eventually reach a point where you're like, "Oh, what phase am I in? Oh, shooting or combat? I'm going to vets." Like you always yeah. use it where you need it most, and it mm. always gets mileage. 
Well, that's what we'll touch on at the end. After we go through these stratagems, we're going to we're going to jump over to the CSM book, and you can tell me the stratagems that stand out for you there in conjunction with this stuff. Next one is uh, one CP again. Monstrous uh, visage, visages. Use this stratagem at the start of any phase. Select one creations of bile infantry unit, excluding chaos cultists, uh, from your <laughs> army. Until the end of that turn when resolving attack made by an enemy model within six of that unit, subtract one from the hit roll. So you, now you've got a bit to talk about here. So jump in. I, abso I absolutely do. So a couple of things that are really important about this strat. Um, it obviously reads like a reactive lightning fast, or um, mm. which is neg one to hit. You can use it in shooting or combat, but it actually says you can use it in any phase. A couple of important yeah. things about this. Not only can you use it in any phase, but it lasts until the end of the turn. So for argument's sake, let's say you wanted to, you could use this stratagem, I don't know, in your opponent's command phase, in their movement phase, in their psychic phase, in their shooting phase, and in their assault phase, and give five different units in your army this aura. Not saying you'd ever really yes. do that, but you, but because it lasts to the end of the turn, if you have a unit really stuck into your opponent's army, you use this in the shooting phase, and it affects units within six in two phases, shooting and assault. One CP lightning fast in two different phases for like that's such good value like honestly really a, a neg one to hit a neg one to hit is worth two cp per phase gw has already established mm -hmm. that precedent but this is saying in two different phases you can have neg one to hit for only one cp but it actually gets even now, better than that oh you go yep no you go man uh, but in addition to that it's not neg one to hit against the target unit specifically it's enemy mm. units within or enemy models rather within six inches of your unit have neg one to hit which essentially means that if you stick in a huge unit of whatever you like we'll talk about that later on if your opponent's trying to shoot out of that bubble at say your backfield they will also have neg one to hit you can use this to almost give your opponent neg one to hit for their central bunker, so to speak, if you dive them with a big mm. unit, which is huge mileage for one CP. To the end of the turn, when resolving an attack made by an enemy model within six of that yeah. unit, subtract one. So yeah, they don't have to target the unit you've put it on. In fact, exactly. you're not putting it on a unit. You're putting on your. You're putting on it. You're turning on an aura of minus one to hit from exactly. them, from that unit. That's wow. Actually, the more I'm talking about this, the more power I'm seeing in it. Yeah, That's, man. That, that you, is, you, you, you could just read it as a one CP, uh, but like reactive lightning fast, yeah. Or you could see it as a six inch or a debuff to your opponent. Um, I th and I think the, the the distinction between those two things is massive. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, as we'll talk about later on, our creations of vile already benefits infantry heavily, and you take big twenty man mm. care space marine units or whatever, which you know. CSM can do and you throw these in every turn and you're watching as your opponent's artillery and their snipers and stuff that are trying to shift you off objectives in your backfield also have neg one then they have neg one against that your big unit in shooting and combat and you've just found I think in my opinion I think this almost rivals uh, veterans of the long war with the most mileage you're going to get out of one CP yeah I, if, well, if you're built to take advantage of it you're going to use it every turn you're going to use it every opponent's turn you're just going to be like Absolutely. bang bang his two, his two bubbles that's going to lock down three quarters of your uh, offensive ability, or it's going to impact across the board. Because minus one's the best. If unless you can get minus one to wound, minus one to hits one of the best debuffs you can you can give to somebody. Totally. Um, so I yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal actually. Uh, jumping over to the next one. If, if you've got it open, would you like to read the next one? Uh, I'm going to try my best. Macro tensile sinews. You did totally do better than me. I figured it, like your doctor's mm. guilt reading out mm. like. Well, see, scientific okay. names and things. I promise I'm not going off topic too much, but man, GW love their pig Latin. They absolutely put medical terms in half their rules and like use Latin, and it, it, it's 
freaking terrible. Anyway, you should listen to. So I recorded with John Lennon last week, and some of the words in the in the Custodes book, I'm going to get so much flack for because I was like, <laughs> "Shamamalam." Uh, from Golden Light, they shabammed into Shamam and whatever. Shazam. Um, Shazam. They shazammed right into the battlefield. All right. What does this one do, mate? Macrotensile sinews. This is another 1CP strat. Again, they're all 1CP, so I should probably stop saying that. It gives you plus one to your advance and charge rolls, and you may advance and charge. I'm so glad GW did that because when I was reading this, I was so worried. They would give you plus one advance and charge and then no ability to advance and charge. That would be an absolute <laughs> classic strat. But um, no, this, this is everything you want it to be. This makes fast you missed units the most important bit, though. You missed the most important bit, except Chaos Cultists. No, keep going. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> hey, man, oh, man, when those 30 Chaos Cultists hand out neg one to hit, mm, you never know. Except you, yeah. can't, you can't use it on them. You can't, mind. You, can't, um, you can't use any of these on Chaos Cultists. Yeah, look, just ignore Chaos Cultists entirely. Um, That's right. They don't exist at the moment. So this is obviously huge. I mean... We all saw last edition um, the possessed bomb near the Nurgle tree. You literally paid whatever points it was just to advance and charge mm. demon units, and that was for one yeah. unit in your army only. This is a one CP strat that doesn't just mean it benefits one unit. You can do this on any unit you like, it's infantry. And we're talking, I don't know, in a clutch situation, you can do it on Chaos Space Marines, you can do it on little characters, you can do this on whatever you actually want to do it on. And, and, uh, Advancing and charging with warp time essentially doubles its effectiveness. You've gone from moving, because you move seven base, you've gone yep. from moving 14 to 14 plus 2d6 plus 2. That is like, the, the, the reach you get is huge. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So what's an average there? So 7, seven plus 4, so 7 times 2 is 14, plus an average roll, let's say an average roll on advance is a 3, goes to a 4, uh, that times 2, so it's 8, so you're up to 22, and then an average charge of a 7, takes you to 29 plus 2 31 so we're looking at 31 inches if you get a warp time off with literally any infantry in your army that's got a six inch move base um, yep it's legit for once it's a legit one cp very 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 good uh and i'm very impressed with what this brings to the table for them like you just think about oh cool five corn berserkers yeah five corn berserkers can do a hell of a lot of damage attacking twice and you can just throw those guys away for one cp and one warp time you can just be like oh yeah send in that missile that that red angry missile in you go you can plus one to strengthen <laughs> plus one attack them from from fabulous bill before they go in and man legit like that's that stuff is legit all right very that, that that's so good so good. it's a um, it's a very good strategy Mm. Next one, I'll do it. Uh, one CP, the master's watching because I can read this one easily. <laughs> Use this strategy with shooting phase or fight phase. Uh, when a creation's a bile infantry unit from your army, except Chaos Cultists, uh, that is visible and within 12 of your warlord is chosen <laughs> to shoot or fight with. Until the end of that phase, when resolving attack made with the model by the by a model in this unit, you can re-roll the hit roll. So if, thank God they have a, a I, don't, I can't remember if Abby got a, Abaddon got this or not, but they have a true chapter master buff. Re-roll they the hit roll, not do. failed hits, the hit roll. Um, for, it's one CP as well. You just have to be within 12 of your warlord um, when you shoot or fight. I, it's It's good, man, real good. This is that. This is really good, and this is another one that I I almost see myself using every phase if we didn't have access mm -hmm. to prescience as well. Because if you're already hitting on twos, maybe not. But what's actually sick about this is that it means you have to only have one model within twelve at the start of the phase. You don't have to mm -hmm. stay within twelve. You don't have to do anything else. So 
When you're doing, like we just talked about, that macro tensile sinews, I don't know, mega tendril tentacles, and you're throwing people forwards like Chaos Space Marine units into your opponent's lines, you don't have to send characters with them to support them. Mm, you can stay 12 yeah. back, use the strat, and then you can pile in and consolidate. So you can be like... you do it before eight, the pile-in, before the activation. Exactly. So you do this at the start of the fight phase, and then you pile in anyway, and your characters can stay back in a protected, you know, more anvil mm. unit and not really be in danger, which essentially is one of the biggest problems of having rerolls to hit in every other army. Yeah. You have to have your characters committed to get that reroll, not with this mm -hmm. army. And it's only one CP as well. It's fantastic. And so you think about the mileage you get from things like Veterans of the Long War, things like Endless Cacophony. This thing just gets exponential value from that because when you're shooting twice, this this you should have spent two cp to get this buff because you're shooting twice but it's one cp it's, it's fantastic like you think i think about havocs i think about obliterators um that are slanesh come down shooting twice with veterans all of a sudden that that's just stupendously exploded in damage oh, absolutely uh, and i mean you get so uh, the other thing about this the thing about this that's so awesome is that if you think about how far this lets you spread this edition is all about board control and spreading out. Mm -hmm. Rather than having a, a six-inch aura that you have to stay in, you can have one model 12 inches away from Fabius Bile. I don't know if we actually touched on it, but to get this stuff, Bile has to be your warlord. That's Oh, that, uh, yes, you, we should have touched yeah, on that. You yeah. have to know that. So mm -hmm. Fabius Bile, you have to be within 12 inches of him. But that means that if you have a couple of units of Havocs, as my list does that we'll talk about, uh, and a couple of other units, you can really spread out around uh, from him. And that makes, you know, you don't have to bunker as much you, you can threaten more of the table and still get your character rerolls because mm. the last thing you want to be doing with fabulous bill is because he's going to be sitting back he's going to be buffing guys and sending them in he's probably going to be sitting next to a sorcerer or two or a, um, a dark apostle whatever so you can buff guys and then charge him off the last thing you want to have is him be exposed and just be just be able to be countercharged by any old five-man intercessor unit and, and just squished so exactly the fact that it's if this was six if this was a six inch aura it would be nowhere near as good would it it, oh, it being 12 inches and just visible within 12 inches is fantastic. But but I also think that it's a bit balanced there because rather than a passive 6-inch aura, it's a 12-inch picker unit yeah. and it does cost you a CP. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly if, it was right. six, if it was 6 inches, we wouldn't be, really be sneezing at it, I think. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think it's as it is, I think it's fantastic. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, you've, welcome to the next one, mate. Absolutely. So I'm. Mean, oh, you're just giving me the hard to pronounce ones. I see what you're doing, Adam. Don't think you can fool yeah, me. Yeah, because the, so, the next the one after this is easy to read again. So yeah, no, so, take um, it. Go for it. The next one is uh, dermal chitination. I think I got that one pretty down pat. This is essentially another yep. reactive strat. This is only reactive yep. in your opponent's shooting phase. Uh, it's when they target you in the shooting phase. You give one of your units again, not chaos cultists, plus one toughness. Now, I know we already talked about how good Fabius Bile is at giving plus one toughness, but then mm -hmm. if you go plus one toughness again, we're, we're in a whole nother realm. So you mentioned Plague Marines, T5, Bile makes them T6, one CP strap, they're now T7. You're now T7. looking at you know, auto cannons wounding you on fours. But also, yes. what, what I think you get more mileage out of this is, let's say you have multiple units, one of them, Bile makes T5, and then when your opponent shoots you, you make the other one T5. So I, yes. think you get, I think you get the most mileage out of the difference between um, T4 and T5. So if you've got lots of melee units taking the midboard, suddenly after your first turn, if they shoot either of two units, they'll get T5. And then turn three, they shoot either of three units, they got T5. And it keeps getting worse as the game goes goes on. Yeah. But because, well, but because, because there's, it's reactive. There's, there's an obvious uh, dichotomy here because as soon as you buff one unit, you just paint a target on the one next to it. You're just exactly. like, well, your opponent's just like, well, I'm not shooting that one, am I? But then you're like, oh, it's the same problem. 
There's there's no good mileage here. That's both. It's, they're both bad options. Exactly, and in certain situations as well, it, when you've already got a T5 unit and it's running forwards, let's say you've got that neg one to hit aura already going, people are like, ah, okay, I'm going to pop, you know, plus one strength on my guys to hit you at strength five. You're like, boom, okay, I'm already strength, I'm already toughness six now, and now, I mean, wow, you, you've got toughness six infantry that started at toughness four. Getting plus two toughness with very little effort to units is not a joke. No, that's that's legit. I like it a lot. This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends you new cartridges, so you never have to think about ink. Save up to 50%. You'll pay less than $5 a month for ink and never run out again. Find out if your printer is eligible and enroll today at hpinstantink.com. Conditions apply. For details, visit hp.com slash instantinkspotify. Um, what's, the, what's the next one? The easy to pronounce one. <laughs> Taken alive. <laughs> I give you dermal chitinations and I get taken alive. Uh, use a stratagem in the fight phase when a model uh, from an enemy unit is destroyed as a result of an attack made with a melee weapon by a model from a creations of bile infantry unit from your army. Does not say, not uh, is the only one that doesn't say that it can affect Chaos Cultists. Uh, for the rest of the <laughs> battle, when taking a morale test for that enemy model's unit, each model in that unit that was destroyed, this turn is counted as two models for the purposes of taking morale tests. Each enemy unit can only be uh, selected for this stratagem once. This would have been a lot better in the last edition's yeah, morale phase. Would, in this one, it's just kind of bleh. I mean, it's cool for making people take the attrition, attrition test, but that's literally it, yeah? Yeah, so look, uh, I, I've only used the stratagem a couple of times in like really niche situations. What I often see it as is a one CP strat to make your opponent spend two CP. I, I think that that's kind of how I see it. Because, for example, let, let's say they've got a big unit, and the example that came up in one of my games, so I was playing uh, Brian Lakeland, and he was using Harlequins. Harlequins are ridiculous. Anyway, so he's got the uh, a unit of five of the Skyweaver jet bikes, and I kill four of them. There's one left. If that one survives, he's going to fly over to my backfield, score line breaker, get some more points. Yes. So that's a, that, that one jet bike's actually worth a lot. Now, if I use this mm -hmm. one CP stratagem, he cannot pass morale without a one because it counts as eight casualties. He's leadership eight. He cannot pass without a one. Ah, so that, so, you're, so you're, you're thinking of a, of a one CP to kill one more guy from a unit? Uh, I'm seeing it as that or one CP to make them spend two, to make them make a, a hard choice. Mm. Because if they've got an yep. important unit, Let's say they've got a, I don't know, a 10-man Space Marine unit that's really important. Heck, a 10-man Paladin unit, and you kill five of them because they're tough. You use this strat, yep. they've now lost 10 models equivalent. They will fail the morale check, which makes yes. them spend the 2 CP. Otherwise, because they're below half strength, a couple of them will run away, and that's a lot of that's, – that's value. But yeah, if they lose three, if they, you know, technically they lose one more, then they could lose one, two more from that unit. They lose three paladins from one failed morale check. That that five man, which could have literally gone off with enough buffs and killed anything it wants, is now <laughs> kind of meaningless and negligible. Exactly. Um, but as soon as, as soon as you said like a three man skyweaver unit, it counts as four guys dead, so therefore they could they could fail on a on a fifty man in this example. Two, but yeah, I'm yeah. with you. Yeah. If you're just saying, hey, I can just make sure that that last guy's gone for one CP, that's incredibly good. I think so. And I mean, there's lots of different yeah. examples where this works. I mean, I've seen people playing because, you know, five's now the magic number because when you go to six, coherency mm -hmm. changes. Yeah. I've seen people play yeah, with five-man um, 
uh, Virtus Praetors, the custody bikes, five-man yep. Harlequin bikes, five-man units yep. everywhere. And now killing four of them, that pesky last model that survives, you can go one mm. CP, you've now equivalent lost eight models. So you can actually yes. run away. Yeah, that's it's actually really, that's actually cool. When you think about it like that, it's actually kind of niche. But it's... Uh, it's on the good side of the the um the niche plays, I think. It's, it's, uh, you'll use it like once again. Yeah, look, I think it definitely is on the niche side, but also what I like about it is it's um until the end of the battle as well. So for argument's sake, if your mm. opponent's like Necrons for argument's sake, let's say they've got a big unit, you hit them, you then make them auto-fail morale. And now sort of like every time you hit them, it counts as them auto-failing morale. Yeah. It's, for the, it's for the rest of the game. So That's cool. So even if they brought guys back, they'd still be suffering double double deaths. That's cool, actually. I mean, the meme of saying we took the Necrons alive, I don't really know how you're going to read into that, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's legit. All the demons. All the, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. This next one is huge. Like, there's a lot. Not Oof. that it's, it's a big deal, but it's just a lot to read. It's a whole column. Um, it's a whole column. Yeah. Yeah. Supreme creation. <laughs> Use this stratagem before the battle. Choose one creations of Bile character model from your army that is not Fabulous Bill. Uh, oh. You can give that model one of the abilities from those listed below. You can only use a strategy once per game. To me, this already sounds like extra Waller trait, even though we don't have Waller traits in this section. If we don't have Waller traits for Creations of Bile, this is like your, your freebie extra buff. Um, yeah. First one, prime test subject. Add one to the strength and toughness characteristics of this model. Cool. Um, Next one, the Master's Hound. Add one to advance and charge rolls for this model. In addition, if this model made a charge move, was charged or performed heroic intervention, add one to the model's attacks until the end of the turn. And last one, Ravenous Biology. When this model would lose a wound, roll 1d6. On a 6, that wound is not lost. In addition, at the end of the fight phase, this model regains d3 lost wounds if any enemies were destroyed within one of them this phase. Interesting. Mm. None of those. None of those scream to me. This is the obvious best choice. But what I do like, and what I love about this, is this is one of the only ones that doesn't say infantry, which opens up a whole swathe of other options when you consider demon princes. <laughs> it opens up the demon prince option, basically. I mean, yeah. My gripe with this stratagem is the same as my gripe with um, all similar stratagems this edition, in that I believe rules is written right now. You have to have all of these selected on your army list before you go to a tournament. You can't like reactively change as you yeah. go. And it, it, look, if that's the case, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother with this one. But there are situations yep. where plus one toughness on a niche character, or even the plus one yeah. move. Uh, and advance would be a big deal, especially when you know you have that stratagem for plus one advance and charge and yeah. advance and charge. There's a few situations it would be absolute money, but you have so many good stratagems in here and in the Chaos Space Marine book that I'm not really sure I'd want to give this to one model. I, I rate this mm. a, like a fail, to be honest, just purely because it's got bad or better competition within the same book. Elsewhere. So the only the, so Chaos Space Marines, for those of you unaware, have the potential to make quite decent smash characters now because they get thunder hammers they get they get their version of shock assault so that would be the, that would be the only real one i'd look at like a chaos lord with a jump pack and a thunder hammer because then That's you right. you know he's already got the, he's already got a plus one move he goes from uh movement thir- 12 to movement 13 you use this to make him go from um to get plus one advance in charge on top of the one cp for plus one advance in charge and you can you don't even need to warp time this guy. You can just sling him and he'll just go wherever he needs to be and smash it down with another plus one attack. So he'd go you from having four attacks. You can yeet him. You can yeet him in with absolute abandon. Um, and he'd go from having four attack space to having six attack space um, mm-hmm. because he gets plus one on the charge for shock, so plus one on the charge for, the, for this. Um, 
that's not that's not terrible. You add in veterans along Roar into there, and he wounds anything in the game on a three plus, unless they've got toughness nine somehow. Um, that's not a bad use there. But yeah, I'm not. This is nothing in here screaming. This is obvious power. I, I was of the opinion that if you're taking creations of bile, you should be trying to leverage everything you can. But I, I find it interesting you say don't bother with it. Is, is, that, well, is that because you think there's so there's so many overwhelmingly better options to spend your CP on? Yeah, see, I feel like it's not so much that the creations of Bile stratagems are inherently good, which I think they are. It's that I see myself using these stratagems every single turn. I, I see myself, let's say you start a game with, my list, for example, starts with 10 CP. You're getting one back every turn because of command phase, so you've got 15, and then you're going to get a couple back during the game, let's say 17 or even 18 because of the, the helm, right? The helm, so you've got yeah. 18 CP. I don't see that as upgrades and stuff i see that as 17 of these one cp stratagems which when you, yeah, you think about doing 17 of these that's where the mileage in this army comes from mm. so this isn't this isn't a, a like a harlequins esque where they're using one or two different ones every turn at different phases and things you're just using the same like three strats vets um the plus one the advance and charge the the chapter master rules you just you can use those five turns of a game you're going to use them all three you're literally going to be shooting cp into your opponent's head and hoping they die <laughs> i love that analogy that's fantastic so that kind of that kind of rounds out all the content that was given to us for um uh, creations of bile so we do a little bit of a rating system here we haven't identified or really narrowed down what this rating system is being called like it's what it's what out of 10 like is it 10 out of 10 fabulous <laughs> builds i can't remember it's not butter fabios um so out of 10 how much do you think this added uh to the chaos space marine uh to range or range of options does it take so, does it enhance the power overall much uh, i i think it 100 percent does uh, and look, I know uh, people are going to definitely disagree with me, but I, I would almost go as high as saying a seven or an eight. And the reason I do nice. that is that I think I think the ninth edition rule set so drastically changed how we have to play the game that these rules, as GW said they were, are built to play the new edition to the nth degree. And I mean, all of these abilities are neg ones to hit, move faster, hit harder, be harder to kill in combat. And that essentially yeah. just knuckles down what I think the meta has to be at the moment. So if you're looking so, at the Chaos Space Marine, like de detachments or armies, Creations of Bile might lose you some cool shit, like from Alpha Legion and stuff, but boy, <laughs> does this enhance the power of some melee-based armies. I feel like you lose jank, but you gain straight line oomph, if that makes sense. Yeah. You're not... You you don't you don't get dynamic or flexibility. You just like okay, I'm just going to superpower these two things. They're going to wreck you. Um, if that makes is that is that kind of on point? No, 100. percent I mean, you, you can take Night Lords and say, hey, look, I'm going to spend CP to lock you in combat. Uh, whoop de doo. Um, creations, you know, now that's quite annoying for one unit. Or you can take creations of bile, move a unit 30 inches across the goddamn table, and kill everything because you hit harder. I mean, I think yeah. that's what you lose. That's what you gain. Um, I don't really yeah, yeah. see anything else in CSM that I would rather take over this, to be perfectly honest, with with, with my list anyway. I mean, there's mm. multiple other competitive builds, but this is what I think. Okay, so that's the internal balance rating. You give it an eight out of eight out of seven or eight out of ten for what it, it, it ranked to Chaos Space Marines. How do you think this makes them? Does this ch dramatically change where Chaos Space Marines sit in the meta overall, as compared to to other armies out there? Well, I think. Um, when you consider this possessed, oh, I'm going to just leak that. But anyway, when you consider the the build that I'm using with Creations of Bile, its analogy is Harlequins, and I think Harlequins' power from eighth edition to ninth edition skyrocketed. Not just with their new rules and what they got, but also because of the smaller table. 
I mean, when you yep. have units that move 24 inches, moving 24 inches is a much bigger deal. You can't hide 72 yeah. inches away from your opponent anymore, especially when all the objectives are mid-board. Now, creations of bile really, uh, it does shoehorn you a little bit into playing a melee fast army, but that's what you need to play now anyway, in my opinion. That's like that's okay, where the so money is. That's where the meat that's, is. That's, that's bringing me back to something you said before. I've waited for the end of this. People might have picked up on what you said before. Ooh. You said... You said melee is where it's at. Melee is king. Now, that goes against a lot of what some people are perceiving out there. I want to give you a chance to tell people why you think that. Okay. So I, the reason I think that is that, and it's a very simple concept, when you're scoring in these new missions, you're scoring a turn in advance. When I'm killing models, I'm not killing them now and getting points. I'm killing them so that then in the next turn, I'm on an objective and you're not on an objective. If I'm a shooting unit, inherently... I have to shoot you off. I want to do that from a distance if I'm a normal shooting unit, not counting centurions that do everything. Now, if yeah. I'm a shooting unit and I'm from safety and I shoot you off an objective, I don't hold that objective. It does nothing for me in the next turn other than you hold less objectives. But a melee unit that's powered up flies across the table, takes an objective off your opponent, kills your opponent's units, and then scores you points in your turn. The way I yeah. see the game at the moment, man, is that melee units double dip on killing and scoring, whereas Games Workshop has deliberately made it hard for you to kill and score with the combination of secondaries and primary. In, a, in addition to that, man, most of these missions, especially the chapter-approved missions, mean that if you hold one objective, you get five. If you have two, you get ten. Yep. An army that threatens your opponent, let's call it home base. If you threaten your opponent's home base objective, that immediately puts them on the back foot. That immediately mm -hmm. makes them stress out. And yep. you could even make them score zero points from the get-go. If I go first with my army, I can move 30 inches across the table, kill your intercessors off an objective, and then whoop-de-doo, you're getting no points, which essentially yeah. wins you the game almost from turn one. And on top of that, anything that forces your opponent to be deployed defensively or to start in a defensive stance opens up the mid-board for scoring exponentially. Um, oh, if, you can start, if, you can, if you can start with you being dominant in the midboard, if you're still dominant in the midboard by turn three, the game's actually over. You've actually just doubled their score and it's cooked. It's over. On top of that, you're going to be forcing them to make poor decisions consistently. So yeah, I don't disagree, man. I think there are some armies that might might throw a wrench, uh, have, uh, a spanner in the works. But for the overall, I do like the concept of just the double. If you have a melee unit, it just does double duty. But this is, I think this is the same reason why I think intercessors are so good because they do triple duty. They got obsec, they got melee, they got shooting. <laughs> <laughs> but we can leave, we can leave space rings for their own episode because you know they get enough attention as it is. Uh, We're going to talk Adam, about some points now. Oh, sorry, I actually yeah. just wanted to really briefly say that actually really interests me that um you know other people genuinely think that like shooting is the money at the moment because I, I by <laughs> and large don't I guess research the internet and see where the meta's at and see what people think. I sort of just do a bit of an internal balance rating for myself. That really interests me. In addition, with the obscuring rules on the smaller table, yep. the people aren't yep. seeing that melee and slapping each other in the face is is the direction the game has to go in. That's just my opinion. I'm happy to be wrong, but boy, uh, that that surprises me. I can certainly tell you it's it's because of the perceived nerfs um, that melee has gotten. Either the because the char charging things has become more difficult, it's easier to bubble wrap, easier to uh, to roadblock. Um, coherency becoming oh, more wow. of an issue things, things of that ego that's, that, that's my belief and that's what people have told me i i i, I think it's just still an all-comers mm, game that you just take, you just make your army do the, the what it does best and you can you can still work through it um but yeah moving on to some points so we're gonna we're gonna limit ourselves a little bit to the things that we think the points that we think are most relevant for 
creations of bile because we could go through all the chaos space marine point changes or we could leave that for a, a chaos space marine episode or and we can focus <laughs> on the things that we think are going to get um exponential value out of being a creations of bile so just just uh doesn't doesn't need to be a comprehensive one but um First up, we have we have Fabius Bile. Is there, is there another HQ you see as, as getting good mileage from being in, included in this army? Um, I think the, the standard ones that you're going to expect from are melee based, and um, you know, especially uh, wanting to move across the table, you're going to want to take a sorcerer. You're going to want to take a master of possession for the list that I'm talking about. Hint: it has possessed in it. And then you're also <laughs> going to want to take an exalted champion uh, who's absolute, still absolute money. I think he's 75 points base now, which is still cheap as chips. Yep. And he gives an aura yep. of reroll wounds. Um, those characters didn't really go up a huge amount in points. They, they mm. were good before. They are good now. Nothing's really changed in that regard. So you'd never look at something like a, I mean, a Lord Disco, Ma- Master of Executions, uh, Demon Princes, Wolfsmiths. I mean, naturally the Wolfsmith doesn't get much value being you're mainly a, an infantry-based yeah. army. Surely there's some looking for the, the DPs, yeah? So uh, DPs and Master of Executions, absolutely. I 100% see them having some value. It's, uh, I think almost more so the Master of Executions, and I say that because um, what you alluded to, most of the stratagems and abilities affect infantry, and I think that therefore mm-hmm. the, the, taking um, almost three Master of Executions for the same cost as one Demon Prince with Wings, uh, a.k.a. 200 points now, um, you'd get more mileage out of that. Um that's true. The yeah, Demon, the demon Prince, though, I do see as value. And the reason I see the Demon Prince as value is that not only is he a Cypher and good, but he's got that aura of reroll hits of one, which I think if you take an army with Fabius Bile and using that stratagem, you might actually lack units that give a passive aura of reroll one to hit. So I do mm. see the Demon Prince having, you know, double dipping on value there. My only complaint about the Demon Prince and stuff is the way I see this army primarily functioning is, as you mentioned, Adam, uh, you're going to be buffing up units and sending them in with warp time and other powers. And I don't really see a character being the spearhead of that assault i see infantry sort of running ahead and so i kind of focused on buffing characters rather than beat stick characters but yep, boy can it. you make a smash captain with this army so absolutely you can do that hmm. all right um troops choices like cultists are still the the obviously cheaper like they are over 100 sorry is it 75 percent cheaper 80 percent cheaper than uh, chaos base marines being uh six points per model over 14 points per model uh, Either, well, which one is the value? Well, I mean, if you look at um, value here, uh, my value is actually now saying Chaos Space Marines, and I say that because if you're comparing, if you're comparing five Chaos Space Marines to ten Chaos Cultists, the points difference actually isn't too much anymore. It used to be much more drastic, and I think Chaos Cultists would yeah. win out. In addition to that, when you're talking about the creations of our Legion trait, plus one movement, plus one strength, again, that means these Chaos Space Marines with chain swords go to three strength five attacks each, whereas the cultists get no mileage out of this pretty much whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, in addition, that means the Chaos Space Marines move seven inches. So now you've got these little fast-moving, corn berserker strength Chaos Space Marines that are only like 75, 80 points a, a unit, and I think you get much more mileage out of them. So troops choices, are, I would rate like the Chaos Space Marines much higher. In addition, I think you're going to be wanting to hide a few of these units on objectives, and mm-hmm. 10 Chaos Cultists with the blast rules, with morale rules, uh, they're just struggling. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of downsides there. Um, let's talk about the elephant in the room, Possessed. So Possessed mm. went up from 17 points to 20 points per model, but you think that is that is literally where the play is? Um, 
I 100% reckon Possessed are the play purely because if you look at the stat line differences. So Possessed already got plus one strength and movement over a normal Chaos Space Marine. So they were yep. movement seven, strength five. You make them creations of Vile, they now move eight. Congratulations, you are a Harlequin two, and you have strength six base. Strength yeah. six means that you are running into mooks like Eldar um, and Guardsmen and other equivalents, and you're winning them on two's base. You are hitting... Yep, on top of that, you get a lot of mileage versus a lot of things like Admech, who are running a lot of uh, Toughness 5 or Toughness 6, a lot of Eldar, sorry, a lot of uh, Dark Elder who are moving a lot into more of their Covens-esque builds. It still gives a lot of mileage there, especially against Grotesque <laughs> and things like that. And um, Toughness 5 racks and things of that nature. Exactly. And I think that in addition to them being Strength 6 um, and being fast, uh, and fast is an understatement when you are factoring in the plus one advance and charge. So your yeah. average movement, let's say, with them is 12, double move with a three to your advance, so that's a little bit below average. Your average movement is a 12. You warp time them with a CP reroll now to move them 24 inches, and they charge with plus one. Your average movement with these guys is 32 inches across a table that's only 44 yeah. wide. Bonkers. I mean, <laughs> Bonkers. Yeah. you're going to be throwing them across the table. But the reason why I think 20 points for a possessed is an absolute steal is they're two wounds, so they're in Primaris territory. They have a five-up yep. invo that you can buff to a four-up. And on top of all of that, they have D3 plus one attacks because of Hateful Assault, meaning they get yep. on like normally higher volume attacks than normal Care Space Marines, but they're AP2. And I know Possessed have been a thing for a very long time, but AP2 is kind of like the perfect money because overwhelmingly things either don't have an invo save at which point they have like a three-up or a two-up, and then halving their armor save is value enough to kill them, especially when you make 100 goddamn attacks. But on top of all of that, most things that do have an invo have a four-up or a five-up, and that means that AP2 is getting them to their invo anyway. Any extra AP is largely excessive. In my experience, things things that hit you with like AP5 is essentially going to either kill or not kill what it was going to shoot anyway, regardless of the AP. And so I think AP2 is kind of like value-wise where the money's at. So there's another. There's a couple of other people picks in CSM that people are talking about quite a bit. Um, would you mm-hmm. see any mileage for Terminators? With what? Sorry. And how do you feel about Terminators? So Terminators, I think, are, are still really good, and they're still really good in this detachment as well. Um, the plus one strength is important because it's on your profile. So you're taking power fists. Your power fists are now strength ten, uh, and that strength mm-hmm. ten does make a difference when you're fighting knights, wounding on a threes rather than fours, vets down to wounding on twos. So obviously the power, power fists and other weapons obviously do make a difference. My complaint about Terminators is I think one of the standard builds of them is to go Slanesh, uh, take a shooting unit and double shoot. But I yep. think that because this addition uh, punishes true hordes, uh, Gretchen and Gaunt and other things, uh, in my opinion, taking the combi bolter or plasma guys and trying to shoot units off objectives with no AP bolter fire might actually not get you the mileage it did last edition. And I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, again, I think Neely is where it's at. And because of that, I don't think Terminators are the money they used to be. What is worth noting, though, is that Toughness 5 Terminators are yeah. awesome. And Bile can make them T5 and even T6 with a reactive stratagem. Right. So if you're using yeah. our yeah. Terminators as an Anvil unit, I think that I think that's absolute money. All right, we'll touch on one or two more. Um, Havocs, Havocs and Obliterators, we'll lump these together. So they've... So just talking about points specifically for a moment. So Havocs have gone up three points per model and Obliterators have gone up 10 points per model. So mm-hmm. Obliterators are now 105 points a pop. They're all of a sudden Oof. in like 
uh, Castellan robot range, but they have less, <laughs> they have better armor save, less wounds, less toughness. But you can put more, no, you can put about the same amount of buffs on them. Actually, that, that's an interesting comparison between those two because only five points difference between the two is 110 for the Castellan robot, 105 for the Obliterator. That is that is actually kind of very interesting. Any thoughts there? Any thoughts there, mate? So, man, I think Obliterators have always um, been, I think. Since they got the new model, so to speak, when they got the the extra wound, the more shots, and so to speak, I think they they are good. Um, one thing that's awesome about Obliterators is they have that fourth wound. The difference between three wounds and four wounds is always huge because two three weapons can't kill you. Yeah, and I think that they can go okay with some of the um uh, the bio stratagems because obviously you can be twelve inches away from your important character and get full rerolls to hit. And as Adam said, this is chapter master rerolls. Reroll any hit roll rather than failed yeah. hit roll. So it is just more mileage. CSM obviously get that uh, Slanesh strat for double shoot. Uh, double shoot and rerolling all hits, as you said, doubles the amount of mileage you get out of a stratagem, which of course makes yep. it uh, worth more. So look, obliterators have play. I think the only problem uh, with the obliterators is if a melee unit, <laughs> I'm going to keep going back to the same concept. I'm sorry, Adam. But if a melee unit can move, 24 to 30 inches what need have i of roughly equivalent profile shooting at 24 inches that's encumbered by obscured and line of sight and other things when i could just move the unit that far yeah 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 when i could just move the unit that far so uh, that's why i tend to lean for my fire support i think every list needs to be a bit more balanced Uh, i do lean to havocs now havocs are really cool especially with creations of bile remember these guys move and shoot without penalty which is sick and they're already five they're already top as five, and they get plus one movement. So that means you're now moving seven. That matters. You're moving like an Eldar, and you're, sh- so you're shooting, uh, moving seven and without any penalty. In addition, Creations of Bile makes you plus one strength. So now you've got this normal Chaos Space Marine who's strength and toughness five. When did we get a Custody stat line? That's a bit weird. <laughs> but, so you're moving seven, strength and toughness five. This normal Chaos Space Marine now is looking a lot scarier. But then mm. you go for those full rerolls to hit and double shoot, and... You know, four Laz Cannon Havocs, if I do my maths right, is 150 points bang on, uh, or somewhere in that very close vicinity. They're, they're quite, uh, you know, affordable for a unit that can sit at the back of the field. 48 inches now is the whole goddamn table. And they can reroll all hits, bets, shoot twice if you need, and they're mobile. They can move seven and still shoot without mm. any issues, where the obliterators are capped a little bit. They move four normally, I believe, five with creations of bile. So, eh. and just and just taking three obliterators is already double the cost of the havocs. So three obliterators oh, exactly. being uh, three hundred and fifteen points to one unit of is one hundred and fifty ish. Yeah. So if you're comparing value there, you're getting essentially, um, you know, you're going to get two full units of havocs with las cannons for the cost of um, three obliterators, uh, especially when you know. The, I think there's some mileage in just taking some more T5 Space Marine bodies that can sort of hide and cover and move out when you need. Um, we've mentioned before that strat for double shoot for Slanesh. Now, mm. in my experience, when you use that stratagem, people freak out and go, fuck, that unit's really high value. i got to kill it. You can feel free to bleep that one as well. I apologize. But then, <laughs> you know, what people are going to do is they're going to freak out and they're going to respond to that unit. They're going to kill it. Now, if your opponent is actually a shooting army, if they can kill five Havocs, Realistically, they can kill three obliterators as well. They're much more durable. Yeah. Their stat line's way tougher. But if your opponent's got good shooting, they're going to kill whatever they shoot. They should be able to shift mm. one unit every turn. So I personally reckon yeah. there's much more value in having two units. You can move if you need the shooting. You can move out, do what you need to do. They get killed, move out, do it again. In addition, 
I think taking um, the unit of three is pretty risky at the moment with the new character rule. Because if you're using those obliterators as your backfield shooting and protecting your characters, when one of them dies, they can just shoot your characters now. But mm. if you've got two units of Havocs, I think it provides a little bit more support for those backfield characters and might keep you safe for longer. I don't know. Something to consider. I like it. I think the thinking is sound. I, th- I think... Um... Yeah, and the way you way you stated, I think it makes a lot of sense. So that's actually going to round us up for this the first part of the, um, this uh, episode. So the first part of this is done. We've we've covered what is what you get and tried to be informed about what it brings to the table. Creations of Bile, fabulous Bill, Fabio, uh, Vigo, the Carthanian, all those lovely gentlemen, all wrapped up in this one little package with his church and whatever it is backpack. But uh, Liam. Overall, how like was this? Is this a, a thing that excited you straight from the off, or did you have to work your way into into, into builds for Creations of Bile? Um, I tried a bunch of different things, but now that I've got a build that I'm really excited about, maybe not the only build for Creations of Bile, this is the most excited I've been for Ninth Edition, and I've been diving hard into this edition because, well, I'm an orc player, so um, yes. So my faction died. So I, I now need to find something new and need to really find my feet. So um, well, I've been trying back on for the York episode, are we? Uh, yeah, man. I, honestly, I, I don't even identify as an orc player anymore. Um, Adam, Adam, so Adam, Adam, I've got to tell you right now. If anybody played me at CanCon or something like that, my CanCon list, three hundred Gretchen, thirty Flash Kids, is now two thousand nine hundred and forty points. Holy yeah! Okay, two thousand nine hundred and forty points. It went up. A thir- it went up a third. That's yeah. insane. Done. Dead. Double cool. Dead. Cool. All right. Well, moving on. <laughs> right, right, wrapping up this episode. Hope you guys have enjoyed. I hope it's been informative and brought some things to the table for a, for a, essentially a faction that hasn't got a lot of attention, hasn't got a lot of credence. I didn't even until I asked Liam like, "What did you want to come on and talk about?" Because I really wanted to get Liam on to um to plug normal blokes in because he's just got a fantastically big brain. Um, and he said creations of bile. So I started looking at. It, I'm like. I, I didn't know anything about these guys. So thank you so much for coming on for this part one, mate. Please join us over for part two where we're going to be talking about the list Liam's been playing, what he's been choosing, uh, his choices, his tactics, his tech, uh, how he spends stratagems, how he plays missions, what the secondaries he picks, all those little nitty-gritty bits that uh, have made him believe Creations of Bile can be a legit contender in 9th edition. So please jump over and join us for that. Sign up for our Patreon. Thank you so much to the patrons who've supported us. The support has actually been ridiculously phenomenal and uh, thank you so much to everybody out there liam tell us about the normal blokes one more time oh, the normal blokes is a podcast dedicated to improving the 40k experience you can find us on spotify and itunes and whenever you get your podcasts our main focus is our reviewing content and also trying to plug tournaments and making the competitive scene here in australia that little bit friendlier and better for everyone um we really like the support of everyone happy to have anyone listen and thanks very much for letting me plug this thanks adam no worries, mate. You talk almost as fast as I do. That's fantastic. We'll do the hey, whole man, thing in double time. <laughs> and people, people, yeah, we'll do the whole thing in double time. People can watch it in half speed. Fantastic. Locked oh down. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Joining us over for part two. Hopefully, this was an enjoyable experience for you. And thanks so much for listening. See you later. See ya. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.